ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Grocer Season 6, Episode 1. I'm Sylvain Perrier, uh, your host, and joining me today, uh, as always, from the comfort of his basement office, or the bunker, as I like to call it, is Mark Fairhurst. It's great to see you. Great to see you, uh, Sylvain. You know what? This is, how come my background never changes, but I think this is like the third or fourth background that you've had. Or I'm sorry, environment. Yeah, I, let, me, let me say environment. Environment. Yeah, I basically, I'm one of those people who just can't sit still with, in certain things. Um, and so I decided just to kind of do a little bit of renovation and kind of change up the home office, uh, which is exciting. Uh, some new equipment, yeah, a little bit more ergonomic. And as you get older, uh, you know, <laughs> being comfortable is very important uh, in any case. So we have a jam-packed, uh, show. I can't believe we've made it to season six. Uh, and, see, and, and season six is just going to be phenomenal. Uh, you know, one of the things that you know, we do I, I, we do really well at Mercatus is research. And we've partnered with a, a an amazing organization uh, by the name of Brick Meets Click, uh, working with David Bishop and his team. And we are putting out content and working really hard to educate the market in terms of what's happening with respect to e-commerce. And about a week ago, I actually went, took two years of reports and data mm -hmm. in, in those reports and really looked at trying to understand the economical impact on the number of households participating in e-commerce in the United States, looking at the average basket size, uh, looking at uh, revenue on a monthly basis against the, the rate hikes that the feds have put out. And we had a really quick shot of back-to-back -back rate hikes towards the end of summer of 2022. And what was really interesting in those results, and Mark, we published these numbers in, in December. Correct. And what were, if you can remind me again, what, were the, what was the revenue published for December of 22? Uh, it was uh, $9.1 billion uh, for the month, which is about 15% up year over year. Right. And, and you would think, you know, a couple of things, and I posted about this on LinkedIn, you know, was it, did the rate hikes have an, an impact on the basket size? Did, you know, are we looking just generally at seasonal variants? And I know that we just recently published uh, the CAGR for the five mm -hmm. years. What was kind of the, some of the high level numbers, Mark, on that? So CAGR is compound annual growth. We're looking at uh, total of over 12% over the next five years, going to uh, 2027. Uh, and increase online share will increase uh, from 11.2 in 2022 to about 13.6 in 2027. Yeah, and, and so those are interesting numbers. I mean, I had a recent conversation with Claire Fan, who's the chief economist at the World Bank of Canada. Where you know she they're forecasting at the RBC that the there's going to be a mild recession in Canada, likely the same in the U.S. So very shallow in that sense. Uh, but we're going to see growth in the back half of, of, 20, of 23. I'm trying to, and I know the team here, we're trying to understand what's going to be the impact of January. And in, when I look at the last two years, January, January when it comes to e-commerce sales is typically soft. People are out of the holidays, they're bouncing back, they're getting back in the routine, dollars are being spent you know, somewhere else. 
The one thing that is very clear in our conversations with retailers, whether they're our clients or not, and Mark, you know, we travel a lot around the United States talking to retailers, meeting them at various events, if not just mm -hmm. generally visiting their stores. The one thing that they are saying is they are seeing record sales, but the composition of a basket has changed. It is less items and we are seeing kind of consumers really trading out. So going from their traditional grocer, which you know, normally is picked because of proximity, we know that is one of a uh, fundamental driver in the industry, how consumers pick their location where they shop and they're going into the discounters. And this is pushing the retailers to really fundamentally rethink their loyalty programs and to really think how they are going to offer value to consumers. And there was a research, uh, research uh, paper published by Supermarket News where they went out and interviewed a series of retailers and it is top of the list. Retailers are rethinking how to really capture the consumer. What was really funny in that research piece, and I think this will make for a great future podcast is what are they doing with their private label, right? How are they getting from national brands into private label? Now at Mercatus, we have the opportunity to work with some really great partners. And one of those partners is Eagle Eye. They're based out of the UK and they work with Loblaws here in Canada. And I will say they have one of the most flexible promotional platforms that I've seen in years uh, that we have access to to work with. Now, joining us today to talk about Eagle Eye, because this is all about educating our listeners, is a gentleman by the name of Joel Percy and Joel is the regional director at Eagle Eye and he actually he brings a tremendous amount of experience to the table. He's the former director of loyalty marketing at Loblaws and Joel I want to say thank you so much for joining us today on Digital Grocer. Thanks for having me guys excited to be here. Welcome. Awesome. So Joel tell us a little bit about you know help our audience understand who is Eagle Eye and how did this kind of this business start? Yeah, absolutely. So Eagle Eye started in 2003. We're a UK-based business, uh, as you mentioned. And uh, it all started actually when our founder, Steve Rothwell, who's a self-professed techie geek, thought it would be nice to be able to send a beer to a friend of his in a, in a pub uh, and be able to do that digitally. So the original domain that he bought was buymeabeer.com and started figuring out how to do digital vouchers and coupons uh, in pubs in the UK. And that quickly grew uh, into uh, a promotion, promotion platform that we have today. So growing up with sort of restaurants and pubs in the UK started to move into retail. Uh, fast forward to 20 years later and we're uh, around the world. We are, as you said, a SaaS based promotion platform and loyalty platform. We work with all kinds of retailers, though grocery really is the sweet spot. Uh, and I think the other thing to say about uh, Eagle Eye is that we are, I've, I've been with the company for a couple of years now. Every company I've ever worked for has talked a lot about culture and Eagle Eye is a place that shines in my eyes in terms of living it out. So we talk about being purple uh, as sort of the embodiment of our values. And we have this belief that you can actually be a great and effective business and still be nice guys. Uh, so we don't want to be sort of the cutthroat, backstabbing, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of guys. We just play it straight, 
we're upfront with clients and uh, that has served us well and we've got you know a lot of great relationships and great traction around the world with that so uh, that's a little bit about Eagle Eye of course as we go through today we can talk more about uh, some of the use cases and how that comes to life but hopefully that gives you a quick intro to who we are oh absolutely I love I love the um, you sharing your, the culture of the business, I, I find more often than not, and I think in our in our space, this the concept of of being upfront, respect, uh, and so on, it just isn't uh, isn't really there. And I when I went by the booth, uh, your booth at NRF in New York City uh, early this year, you could really sense that. And you, all, and you guys all had your purple hoodies on, which I thought was just just really cool and and fun. Can you share with us, uh, I, I know in the context you guys work with Loblaws here in Canada, you also work with Southeastern Grocers, but, and, and you said something really, really interesting in the previous question, which was, you guys are worldwide. Can you share with the audience uh, some of the retailers that you're working with? Yeah, absolutely. So Loblaw here in Canada, as you mentioned, where we help power the PC Optimum uh, loyalty program across the country. Uh, in the U.S., where we're working along with Mercatus, which is a great partnership there at Southeastern Grocers. We also work with Giant Eagle in the U.S. Uh, I mentioned the U.K., so we work with lots of uh, hospitality chains over there. But in terms of grocery retail, we work with Sainsbury's and Asda. Uh, Asda's just launched a new loyalty program there earlier this year on uh, Eagle Eye platform. And then we're also uh, experiencing some growth in uh, APAC, so uh, working with Woolworths in Australia. So uh, those would be some of the sort of highlights in terms of the big enterprise grocers that we're working with around the world. And then, you know, not, not all of our clients are grocery. We also uh, work with a number of, you know, general merchandise retailers, hospitality, as I mentioned, so quite a, quite a breadth. Oh, that's great. And, and so... That's just for you guys fuels a, a lot of experience in terms of what, what you're doing. And if I tie it back to that research report that I cited at the top of the show that Supermarket News published, you know, you know, retailers being really focused on bringing more value offerings to their customers. How does Eagle Eye support a retailer kind of achieving that? Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, you're right. Value is one of those sort of, it comes into the news cycle in retail, you know, as the economy gets into trouble and we talk about this race to value and consumers are watching their pennies more. Um, and, I, you know, I think the other part of that is that it is always the bedrock of retail and particularly in grocery. There, it's not like there are seasons where customers stop caring about value, right? Um, but certainly becomes heightened. I think if we try to describe the role Eagle Eye plays in that, we sort of get up in the morning every day to try to help retailers do two, three things. We want to help them deliver an experience that's personalized, that's omni-channel, and that's real-time. And so that comes to life in all kinds of different ways. Talk a little bit later about some of the tools we've got in the toolbox there. But I think that you know a couple of use cases to pull out Talking about personalization, retail has gone over this massive shift over the last couple decades, really, um, but it's certainly accelerating with this move from most of the money that a retailer is investing in discounts and promotions and coupons being one size fits all. 
I'm going to put it in the circular, I'm going to put it on the shelf, I'm going to put it at the store entrance, and everybody gets the same. And that's great in terms of making a big splash, driving big traffic, you know, all of that. But we all sort of know the old adage of, in marketing that half of the budget is wasted, right? And so you've got millions of customers going in through those stores, picking up items that they don't know or care are on promotion and, and pocketing the discount. And so what personalization allows you to do, kind of on the surface from the customer point of view, getting these personalized offers, whether it's loyalty, whether it's coupons, whether getting an email with products suggested for me. As a customer, you think, this is great. You're tailoring it to what I need and what I like and what my family buys. If you flip that lens and look at it from the retailer's perspective, and I think this is the real secret weapon of personalization, if you will, is that I now as a retail, retailer have the ability to allocate my investment differently. It doesn't have to be that every customer gets the same. If I have a million dollars to invest in a million customers, I don't have to give a dollar each. What I can do is I can say, who are the customers that I really want to strategically invest in and grow a certain segment or they're my most loyal customers and they can get more. And then I think even more importantly is you let customers self-select. If I'm giving personalized offers to everybody, there's a group who won't bother to engage and therefore won't access the value. And what that does is frees up the money to shift it over to the customers who do engage. So if you take this kind of traditional model of grocery loyalty where maybe I'm investing 1% of sales, 100 basis points. And traditionally, that means every customer is earning 1% back. With personalization, I can have customers who really are engaging in my program, going in my app, checking their email, clipping the coupons, whatever it is, getting you know, 5%, 8%, 10% back in their grocery earn. Can't afford to do it for everyone, but when I'm doing it through personalization, I have all the levers to sort of allocate it across customers. So that's one of the ways that Eagle Eye can help is giving retailers this tool to say what we talk about of a marketing budget per individual customer rather than a marketing budget for the enterprise. And then that takes all kinds of, all kinds of shapes and forms. I think one of the ones we're seeing more and more that people are starting to explore is this idea of personalized pricing. So not just I'm going to give you, Sylvain, one coupon and a different one to Mark, but I'm actually going to give you your own price on specific items that matter to you. And that's really resonating with consumers. It's very early days. I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more of that. I, I love it. This, because yeah, just what you shared can really, you know, we, we could spend multiple episodes on, on those, those things. But this reminds me, I mean, in the day for anyone... Uh, anyone in the industry that's aware, if you remember the Just For You program at Safeway. Yeah, which yeah, and absolutely. When you, when you peel the onion back and, and you talk to those people that were there in the day, that Just For You program was a ream of analysts in a room manually computing those prices for consumers. And you guys have automated this, so that's phenomenal. Um, and then there was um, a recent post I put up on LinkedIn where I really applauded Giant Eagle for what they've done in the Pittsburgh market. And that is they made the bold move to stop mailing out their weekly circular. And, and I applaud them because fundamentally you cannot 
generate an ROI in a paper circular. You can't say, I mean, you said this, 50% of a marketing budget goes to, goes to you know, historically print. You can't say, did I drive additional incremental sales with that paper flyer? You just don't know. Moving into the digital space and, and getting people used to using the digital circular, tied back to what Eagle Eye does, is phenomenal for, for a grocer because now only can you target your best consumer, increase basket size, but you can actually measure it. And that's, that's awesome. So what I'm curious is, you know, you guys have been around for, for some time. You're, you're worldwide. You're talking to some, you know, some amazing retailers. And, you know, in our conversations uh, with some retailers, we're, we're trying to get them to understand the basics of the loyalty equation, right? The cost of doing a loyalty program and so on. And so where do you see kind of loyalty going, you know, if you were to look in that crystal ball of yours? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's lots of interesting innovation happening in this space right now. I think if I were to start with the biggest trend of what we see and think is next is you've had, you know, over the last 10 years or so, lots of grocers have made a lot of investment in the ability to do personalization. And usually that takes the, you, you talked about just for you, right? I'm going to email you once a week. I'm going to give you some offers that are, you know, handpicked, they're personalized for you. You can then use them through the week and then I'm going to, give you a new set the following week. And it's essentially a personalized digital version of that old weekly print circular, right? I think what we're gonna see now is the explosion of personalization across all kinds of dimensions. Because that would be an example of, I'm personalizing the product, everything else is one size fits all. You get it at the same time as everyone else, you get the same looking email as everyone else, you get the same number of offers as everyone else, etc. And I think we're starting to see retailers say, there's actually about not one lever in terms of product picking, but 10 or 15 or 20 levers that I can start to change in terms of personalizing. And I think the biggest one we're gonna see is around what we at Eagle Eye call marketing in the moment which is we sort of talk about the same way that near me transformed search. Uh, we think that now is going to transform marketing for retail, that getting things to customers in the moment when they're thinking about it, looking for it, asking the question, shopping is going to be a huge game changer. And I think the, the digital channels are way ahead on this. There's lots of you know, opportunity to do that in an e-commerce context. And I think what's really going to, you know, open the floodgates is the ability to do it as well in the physical store or outside the physical store. I'm, you know, I'm in the parking lot arriving. I'm at the shelf. I'm looking out. What do I as a retailer want to say to the customer in that moment? What can I offer them based on, based on what they're doing? So I think that's one of the big trends we'll see. We sort of talk about grocery shopping becoming a phone out experience. What can retailers offer me on that, you know, ubiquitous phone that everyone has in their pocket now to make my shopping experience better, faster, easier, and deliver value to me? So I think that's one of the big, big trends that lots of people are looking at right now. And then I think if we go a little further down the road, maybe a couple things that we're watching that I think will be interesting is this whole idea of the gig economy and, and enlisting your customers 
um, to play more of a role as part of the part of the system. So two quick examples there. Every grocer I know has struggled to get a steady supply of interesting content, right? I'm going to hire a celebrity chef. They're going to do a video on a recipe. I got to do a photo shoot. I've got to shoot the video. I put it up on the site and then it's great for a week and then everyone's seen it. And I think there's a real opportunity to do sort of, you know, what YouTube has done for video and start to crowdsource this stuff from customers. So what yeah. if I created an economy with my loyalty currency that said, there's got to be 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 really skilled home chefs in North America who would make great video content for me in exchange for discounts, loyalty points, whatever currency, I, you know, and that gives me this endless supply of content, you know, to engage the millions of customers that I have. So I think that's one. And then the other that we're kicking around and I think this would be an interesting one, you know, to explore further with Mercatus as well is e-commerce is exploding and a lot of that involves having pickers in the store, whatever the model is. Yeah. As a retailer, I've got millions of customers in the store every day already who, if I can figure out a way to engage them, may be willing to become pickers for me again in exchange <laughs> for loyalty. Right? That's a great so that's, if, that's a cool it, idea. If you think about the you know, this like whether it's, you know, you know, pick your pick your vendor, right? Uber Eats, Instacart, whoever it is, they've enlisted these people to go and do this as part of the gig economy, but they you know, they've got to drive there, you know, there's all kinds of pieces of that that have to happen and are baked into the cost. If I'm shopping for my family's groceries, I'm already going to the store. I've already got my cart. And if you can figure out a way to say, hey, there's somebody who's coming to pick up an order in 20 minutes and they need these four items, can you add them and I'll give you points in exchange? You've really cut down the effort. And, you know, people are crazy for, for loyalty currency. You know, people are really motivated by it. There's a lot of people who'd be willing to throw a few extra items in the cart, drop it in the right, you know, cubby hole at the front and, you know, the order's ready to get picked. So I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that's that we're going to see that we've seen in other spaces outside retail that's probably coming down the pipe. Yeah, I think those are just phenomenal ideas. And it's just a testament to how you guys are thinking at Eagle Eye in terms of really advancing what's happening in, in retail. And, and quite frankly, fundamentally, it just for a retailer, cost of serve changes, the ability to retain customers is, is that much greater. Now, yeah. we know that there's some retailers out there in the market that are looking at that next evolution of, of a promotional platform. So if you were standing in, in front of those, what would you advise them in terms of what they need to look for? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, this, this is a conversation we have regularly at Eagle Eye, as you can imagine. And I think the the pieces that I would say are top of mind for me if I'm a retailer today choosing a platform are, you know, flexibility and future proof. Uh, you know, I think what we say to clients is if you've got a promotional scheme or a loyalty program in mind that you are planning to launch, and as you evaluate tech vendors, they fit the exact needs of what you're trying to do and nothing more, you've got the wrong partner. 
because you're going to want to change. Like you, this might be what you're launching in six months, but it's not going to be what you need a year from now, 18 months from now, two years from now. And so the way we sort of think of it at, at Eagle Eye is we're going to come to you with this, you know, this SaaS platform that does, you know, thousands of different combinations and permutations of loyalty mechanics and offers and engagement models and all of that. And day one, you're going to reach into the box and you're maybe going to pick out three or four of those things. And you're going to launch a great customer proposition and people will engage and they'll learn, you'll measure, you'll, you'll tweak it. Six months from now, you're going to want to reach into that toolbox again and grab a couple different things. And at Eagle Eye, we say they're all sitting there ready to go and you can just plug them in. We don't have to go and custom build them for you. We've been working with retailers for years. It's been battle tested in the real world. You know, a lot of our clients are leaders in the space who've been pushing us on innovation. And so we've just got this set of tools that is going to adapt and be there as you adapt. Because you'll have to. We all know the you know the program you launched today isn't the one that is going to serve you for five, 10 years down the road without changing it. You're always going to be tweaking it. And the pace of that is getting faster and faster. So I think that would be top of mind. And then the second thing I would add, it sort of tends to get sidelined, is performance. Um, there are a lot of, you know, when we run up against them in the market, what we would sort of think of as loyalty generalists, right? They work across many different industries and they have some loyalty tools. And the reality is you get into the grocery space and they fall down under the pressure of the volumes. Because I think unless you worked in grocery tech, it's hard to imagine the scale and speed of, you know, the complexity of number of items in the basket, speed of transactions, number of transactions is just immense. And so uh, I think that's the other thing I would do if I was picking is do some real stress testing on performance and speed and scale and make sure it's going to be there because there's nothing worse for a retailer than slowing down the lanes uh, or having some transactions fail and get a get a customer disappointed. So those would be, I think, two of the big things in my mind. Yeah, I, I would say, I, I said, we live through the latter. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we, we stress at Mercatus creating a low latency environment. Uh, and there is nothing worse where when an API fails, so a platform fails, or there's an issue and so on. And it's just, it's detrimental to the customer experience. And customers Absolutely. Get, get frustrated. And retailers, at the end of the day, it's that's this is this is something that they don't want to worry about. Joel, I really appreciated having you on episode one of of season six. How can people get a hold of you if they have follow up questions? Yeah, great. So uh, I think easiest way is look me up on LinkedIn, Joel Percy. Send me a message. Happy to happy to connect. And of course, you want to learn about Eagle Eye, EagleEye.com. You can uh, learn all about us there. Awesome. Thanks for watching and listening to our show. We've got more great episodes on digitalgrocer.com. And we'd love to connect with you on social media at Digital Grocer on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and at Digital underscore Grocer on Twitter. Like, subscribe, and click that bell icon so you never miss another Digital Grocer podcast.